This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, July 13th, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. You'd think that Democrats broadly would want to not give a generous tax break to the highest income taxpayers. But many House Democrats are leaders in the push to expand the so-called SALT deduction, a federal tax deduction for state and local taxes paid. Cato's Adam Michelle discusses the deduction and the perverse incentives expanding it would create. What is the status of the cap on state and local the state and local tax deduction that people enjoyed a great deal more of prior to the 2017 tax reform well it's still capped the the 2017 tax cuts cap put a $10,000 cap on on this deduction as part of a a broad set of reforms and the revenue was used to lower rates across the board for for all Americans but the but there's still some folks in Congress that continue to want to to talk about this cap and are, are agitating to to fully remove the cap in sort of pending legislation and and so it continues to bubble to the surface and complicate sort of all all legislative conversations but particularly those that have to do with taxes and lawmakers in California mostly Democrats in California and New York and some other places would like to see this restored. What does what changes immediately if the state and local tax deduction is effectively restored to its previous robustness? Yeah, so that particularly Congress folks that represent high tax high high income congressional districts in high tax states in New York and California and Illinois uh, want to want to remove the cap, making it the deduction unlimited again, which is a Effectively, in isolation, would just be a, a tax cut for the for high income folks in these high tax congressional districts. The down the road, what this means is it makes it harder to extend the rest of the tax cuts that were they were paired with these changes to salt when the 2017 cuts expire at the end of 2025. And so, the it, it's important for for folks in Congress to remember that the classic tax reform recipe involves broadening the tax base and lowering the tax rates. The ta- taxes were cut for 95% of Americans, and so uncapping the SALT cap imperils the continuation of, of those reforms. It's not something that can, it's just done in isolation. All right. So if that is restored, do these particular members of Congress, do they have a plan to either reduce spending or raise taxes in other areas? Not one that that I've heard of. I would love to hear their plan to reduce spending. That's obviously the 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 correct path forward. As you know, Congress ha- has a habit of keeping taxes well below the amount they want to spend, which then results in our deficit. And so, cutting spending is, of course, the way to to deal with these these imbalances. But the salt cap in isolation is also bad policy, regardless of how it interacts with the tax code. Wouldn't repealing the Sixteenth Amendment fix a lot. I ask you about that every time. And so far, you haven't given me what I thought was a totally satisfactory answer. This is your, this is your hobby horse. And yes, if we didn't have an, an income tax, we, would have, we wouldn't be worried about any of these things, which would be a welcome relief to all of the Americans that have to pay their, pay their taxes on an, on an ongoing basis. I, I joke, of course. But on this issue in particular, we're talking about people paying taxes at the state level, 
and taxes at the federal level and getting a deduction on one because of the other. And without the 16th Amendment, you have states literally writing checks out of state taxes paid to the federal government. Yes, I mean that's one of the perverse incentives that the that the income tax creates, especially with the the salt deduction in there. Before before the the salt deduction was capped, you had politicians at the state and local level campaigning on higher tax rates because they could just because their higher income ta- taxpayers could just write off those costs on their federal on their federal taxes, reducing some of that cost to the individual, and so. The, the cap on the on the state and local tax deduction has sort of flips the script on on local on local policymakers, making it making it that much more difficult to to just sort of say, hey, don't worry, we'll raise taxes to pay for this new spending. Instead, um, they have to really grapple more so with the the sort of trade offs. I had, hadn't really considered the fact that there are politicians in these high income areas that could actually run on raising taxes. Because of the knowledge that the median taxpayer in their particular district would be perhaps advantaged in part by that kind of talk, certainly it reduces it would reduce the cost of of that of that tax increase for for higher income individuals. There would still obviously be some tax increase that was felt, but some of it would be ameliorated by by the federal tax code. And the and the flip side of that is it means that. Taxpayers around the country would be subsidizing or subsidize that tax cut or, or that the benefit that those higher income folks got. So, the, in, in effect, folks in Alabama and Texas are subsidizing the the higher tax rates in California and New York, and that's and that's particularly perverse. Is there an appetite for eliminating this deduction entirely? There certainly is among some corners of Congress. If you remember back to before the 2017 tax cuts, the original proposal was to fully eliminate the state and local tax deduction. The the $10,000 cap that we have today was the compromise with these these members that represent some of these districts that get the the most benefit from it. And if you look at the the budget plan that come that comes out of the sort of most conservative caucus in the house they also still completely eliminate the the salt deduction so there's there's still hope but the agitators for moving in the opposite direction are are sort of just as loud unfortunately who is the ringleader here is it Katie Porter among others california based representatives you know i'm not sure if Katie Porter is the is is the champion but there's this there is this weird double think on the state and local tax deduction where progressive policymakers that represent some of these higher income districts both favor higher taxes on on the wealthy, but also a reinstatement of the the full state and local tax deduction. Curious to know how these two ideas are reconciled in their mind. If you fully uncap the state and local tax deduction, 60% of the benefit, that's about $300 billion over 10 years, would go to the top 1% of of, of tax-paying households. If Democrats wanted to just cut taxes for for high income folks, I'd much rather them cut marginal tax rates. That's the sort of economically literate way to to go about it. But unfortunately, that's not where the conversation is. Adam Michelle directs tax policy studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.